Good evening. God bless you all. Glory to the Lord for all his blessings and his wonders, for the life he gives us, for allowing us to be here before his presence, to bless him, to love him, to honor him, to glorify him, to tell him that we love him, that he is our everything, our life, our, and our fullness. Glory to the name of the Lord. You may take your sheets. I would, also, I would like to share two testimonies with you that I heard recently. The first one has to do with a sister. She was telling me when I was having problems with my husband, I would leave the room and I would just leave and I would go sleep with my children. And so one night I had a, an experience. I had a vision where a shiny being came to my room and when I was there I was upset and he would point with his hands like this that I should go back to my room, to my own room next to my husband. And that experience It's something I can't forget, she told me, because it was something so real that afterward, after I lived this, the sister said that she started to think, no, no, I can't do that. I, I, I'm going to stay here. I mean, I'm mad. I'm, just, I'm not going to go there. It, that, this is the way I have to do it. And I am just going to stay here. But she was not able to sleep of how shocked, how shocked I was, she said to me of having this experience, having experienced it as something that was so real, so that in that case, and from then on, never again did I leave my room, even if we were, we were upset. And from that day also, all situations, all difficulties, we started to overcome them and solve them in my marriage. Glory to the name of the Lord. It's a very beautiful experience. The way God teaches us, each of us, what we need and the way God shows us the way, the way we ought to behave. And also, there was a brother in this day who, a few days ago, he was having financial hardship, but nonetheless, he was sure that he had the means to pay for his groceries or for his food. And when he went to the supermarket, he purchased everything he needed. When he was about to pay... He his credit cards didn't have any balance, and so he didn't have a way to pay. He checked his his wallet to see if he had a way to pay, but he didn't. He didn't have a way to pay for it, and so he said that, that he was always saving and he was always keeping deposit uh, in his money and in his wallet. And he said the only thing I can do is just get these uh, bills, which were small bills. And he said, I'm going to try to see what I can always do. But he would always, every, during, during his experience and when he was in the church, he always admired the testimonies when brothers and sisters said, oh, God gave me uh, money and, 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 and that way. For instance, I lived that experience myself of, of running into money. I wanted to give someone a present and I didn't have the money to, to afford it and I needed a certain amount of money and I remember I found it in the street. I lived that experience, for example, I share it with you. It, that's very exciting when you see the money laying on the street and I came across it in a, in a road that I used to walk on and the money was there and I gathered it was exactly the amount I needed. And so in the same way, the bro this brother said to the Lord, Lord this brother said, I want to live an experience with you, but I want to see something supernatural. And he said that, uh, that 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 day he opened his wallet and he pulled out the uh, the highest bill, the, uh, the biggest bill, which would be the equivalent to a hundred dollar bill. And so that that's the amount that he pulled out when he opened his and he had three hundred uh, dollar bills or the equivalent to it in the country he lives to purchase everything he needed. To, uh, for the groceries of that month. And so he paid that way. He said that he simply paid automatically. He just did it without thinking. And then afterward, as he was walking out of his food, he thought he came back to his senses and said, what happened? Where did that money come from? How was I able to pay? 
as though it had been a vision or an experience, really, supernatural experience that marveled him and really made him stay and have roots in the path of the Lord to see the mercy of God and feel God so close. Glory to our God. Glory to the Most High. Blessed is his holy name. Let us rise, brothers and sisters, and we will read in our Bibles. Today we are going to talk about, about the meaning of lies. The title of the sermon is Lies. What are lies? That's a sin. It is a flaw. Not being a liar, if we're going to learn not being a liar. What is what is a lie in the, in the Bible, though, and how it teaches us about lies? And we're going to start with a passage that talks to us about the origin of lies. And this is in John chapter number 8, verse number 48. John 8, verse number number 48 and also in this passage it teaches us about the work of the wicked one so verse 48 states then the Jews answered and said to him do we not say rightly that you are a Samaritan and you have a demon Jesus answered, I do not have a demon, but I honor my father, and you dishonor me. Amen. You may take your sheets. The reality is that the origin of lies is the devil, who is the father of lies. And he is a murderer as it states, as the Bible says, and he has been a liar forever. Verse number 44 in John 8 also states, You are of your father the devil, and the desires of your father you want to do. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth. When it states that he goes away from the truth, it is because he is lie and, and lies. Whoever stays in the truth remains in the, in, the, in the truth. Whoever is not in the lie is a liar. And he has not remained in the truth, for, he, because there, for there is no truth in him. When he speaks a lie, he speaks a, uh, his own resources, for he is a liar and the father of it. Meaning, the devil is the father of lies. And that is the origin of lies. And as we read the Bible, we find out that lies are really a sin that that they cause many others. And many other sins stem from lying and so many evil things. So it is very important for us to know that the devil was the first one to lie. He was the first one who rose up against God. He was the first one who deceived the angels who were near the Lord. He deceived them so that they would follow him. And he made them believe that such was the right way. And he deviated them from the truth. He made them, he led them astray so that they would rebel against God. And he is the father of lies. And with lies... The, what the devil does is to deceive human beings. We must pay close attention because the wicked one is always trying to deceive us. And he uses many methods to deceive us. The first method that he uses, because we're going to highlight in the Bible two kinds of lies. The lie that is to make us go straight from the truth of God, from the Bible, from his teachings, from what the Bible teaches us. And to corrupt everything that's in the Bible, change it, add to it, take from it, add new things to, to them, distort the Bible, deviate, make the Bible deviate so that we fall, make mistakes and are, be deceived. What the devil is always seeking is to deceive us with biblical teachings and all the teachings that are in the Bible. That is the first kind of lie we find in the Bible. And the second kind of lies are, trick, are meant to trick us or deceive us also using lies 
so that we may also think ill or negative, have negative thoughts about other person, so that we slander someone or we gossip about someone or and that way of lying are false new fail you know false news or false statements for people to believe something it isn't to distort the concept uh, people have about someone else that's what the devil does and so that you think something the devil wants you to see but turns out that's not re the reality and every and he starts to deceive us all so the devil how how does the, the devil deceive human the human beings he does it with lies that that is the conclusion and in our case we should be careful lest we be deceived by the devil and we should ask the lord to protect us lest the devil deceive us because being deceived can make us fail and it can make us deviate from God's path that we don't believe in the Lord and that we don't believe in the, in the church and that we don't we no longer value the church no longer value all the blessings the Lord has given us or also that we have a bad concept about someone or have the wrong idea about someone or that we may also commit the sin which is lying to our neighbor and with that sin, uh, deceive our neighbor through fraud, fraud or through scams. Also, someone who allows himself to be used as a false witness for the sake of money or being bribed and makes statements that he saw something that isn't that he didn't see or cast judgment having no proof about it. And so... That truly is a sin that abounds, and it is a sin that is the one preferred by the devil, for he is the father of lies, because he is a liar. Verse 44 states at the end, for he, when he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own resources, meaning his own resources, because it's, it's his. It's something that comes natural to him. It's something innate in him, something that defines him, something that identifies him, and something that describes him, because he is a liar by nature. If the devil is a liar by nature, by that's his essence, it is because he deceives us that way. For instance, telling someone, no, that isn't a sin, and turns out it is a sin. Doing that is a sin, just as he did with the first people uh, in paradise and told them, that's not a sin, and, and it was a sin. And he presented before them, he presented to human beings an appearance that seduces the flesh. And the devil knows how to deceive human beings. Because he is a liar since the beginning, from the beginning. And this is very important that we bear this in mind. And you find in the Bible all the things, many things, many passages in the Bible that we read that highlight that reality, the way the devil comes to, to deceive human beings through lies. So we are going to see now the first kind of lie we have, which is the lie that deviates. That's the, the, the one that the Lord was most worried, most concerned about. Uh, erroneous teachings. When people did make deviations from the Bible. Teachings that deviate or lead astray from the things of God. That are false things that introduce new teachings that aren't in the Bible and that make humankind follow them. So everything we've been learning from what our sister Maria Luisa has taught us, and she's taught us a great deal of the doctrine, about the doctrine, and the doctrine stems from the Bible. And it also stems from everything that the Holy Spirit teaches us. And that doctrine is something that we must love because it is the truth and we must value it and cherish it and not be deceived when the devil brings it, on our, brings it our way, for he is a liar, and the tool he uses is lies. Why? To, to, to deceive us. Deceive us to, do, to what end? For us to lose eternal life. We cannot be naive, and we must open our eyes and not let him deceive us. 
because the devil takes advantage of those who are naive. So we already have the Bible and it is written in the Bible. Everything's written in the Bible and we are going to follow what is written in the Bible. That's the first kind of lies that we are going to teach about. And the Bible also analyzes, it, analyzes this, elaborates on it, and it is something we want to highlight. And to that end, we are going to read in 1 John chapter number 2 about the Antichrist who came to the midst of man with teachings to tell human beings that the Lord Jesus Christ was not God, to deny the divinity of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's why he is the Antichrist and he is a liar because he wants to lead us astray from his truth. First John chapter 2 verse number 22, it states, who is a liar? And so he is talking about the liar. Who is a liar? The devil. And, and the devil, how? As our sister Maria Luisa was teaching us, that he comes into people, which is what our sister Maria Luisa was teaching us. Let us be filled with God, and we're not going to be filled with holy with evil spirits. Uh, uh, the, the liar goes into a people and brings many thoughts and lies and many theories to make to lead them astray from everything written in the Bible. And he went into people back then who were people of flesh and blood who taught about God, but they denied the whole time. They opposed and said, no, the Lord Jesus was not God. And that is why he says, "What? who is the liar? But he who denies that Jesus Christ is the Christ, he that he is the king? He is Antichrist who denies the Father and the Son because he was denying that the Lord Jesus Christ was the Son who had been promised, the Messiah, anointed one who God, whom God had promised in his antiquity through the prophets. And he was conceived by the Holy Spirit and was born of a woman. And he was in the midst of man, but he was God with us, God in the midst of humankind. And these men rose up with these teachings, and these were lies. So the Bible states it like this, that whenever we think about lies, let us always think, think about te his, God's teaching, that they're deviating God's teaching. For instance, verse number 21. I, I have not written to you because you do not know the truth, but because you know it, and that, that no lie is of the truth. Meaning, the Apostle John was very concerned, but at the same time, he was very optimistic that the church back then was going to be steadfast following the Lord Jesus Christ, that they were not going to let people deceive them with these types of teachings, that did not acknowledge the divinity of the Lord Jesus. We're going to read now... In Psalm 109, let us read Psalm 109, what the Lord Jesus was, Jesus Christ was saying concerning the things that happened, what he was living when he walked in the midst of humankind. And he had to confront many people who were liars, people who had been demon-possessed, who were filled those demons that came and filled those people and, and made them say say many lies tell many lies to, to deceive people deceive those who didn't have conviction those who were naive those who didn't analyze things and and didn't read and let other people deceive them and so psalm number 109 verse 2 states for the mouth of the wicked and the mouth of the deceitful. There it is, deceitful. When it is deceitful, that's a liar. Because we already know that lie, a lies, that's the tool. And with lies, there is a consequence, harm, which is deceive, deceit, deceiving people concerning the, the doctrine of God, concerning the path of salvation in this particular case, which is what we are highlighting in this first kind of lies. 
have opened against uh, for the mouth of the wicked and the mouth of uh, deceitful. And wicked, in this case, is someone who got to know the path of God and then rebelled the things of the Lord and left the church and then came, rose against the church and against the church's teachings, God's teachings. That's the wicked. And the mouth of the deceitful have opened against me. And then here in this second part of this verse, there's a redundance because he repeats the same thing from the first part with using other words. There are many Bible passages that are written that way. Have opened again, they've spoken against me. Who? The wicked and the mad and uh, the deceitful with a lying tongue. And why have they spoken with a lying tongue? Because the whole time they were accusing him, and the whole time they were saying, "No, he." is not the child of God, the son of God, and they were demeaning him, and they were twisting God's teachings and denying that the Lord Jesus Christ was God. And we're going to see, we are going to see examples concerning this. Let us see one in Matthew 26, verse number 59, where... It teaches us that they secured false witnesses to accuse them. And those false witnesses, in the long run, because they didn't find a way, any proof, any evidence to accuse the Lord Jesus Christ, no sin, no evidence of sin, the only thing they were able to do against him was by using the divinity of the Lord Jesus Christ as deity, that he was God. And using that angle, the spiritual angle, on the, the, the angle of the doctrine, that is how they condemned him and that they accused him, the lying. Matthew 26, verse number 59. The Bible states, Now the chief priests, the elders, and all the council saw it. Matthew 26, 59. And all the council sought false witness against Jesus. And false testimony, that is a lie. When, whenever false testimony is brought up, that is falsehood, meaning a lie. False testimony against Jesus to put him to death. And, but found none, even though many false witnesses came forward. Meaning these, all these people, they did all these things, came against the Lord. But, but eventually, two false witnesses came forward. They purchased them and bribed them. Who said, he said, this fellow said, I am able to destroy the temple of God and to build it in three days. And with that expression, on you, the, the spiritual side of it, the doctrine, verse 62 states that the high priest arose and said, do you, do you answer nothing? What is it? These men testify against you? But Jesus kept silent. And the high priest answered him and, and, and said to him, I put you under oath by the living God to tell us if you are the Christ, the Son of God. Jesus said to him, It is as you said. So the Lord said, Yes. It is as you said. That was what the Lord answered. Nevertheless, I say to you, hereafter you will see the Son of Man sitting at the right hand of the power and coming and on the clouds of heaven. When the Lord Jesus Christ said, I can bring it down and build it up in three days, he was referring to himself. Though yet they understood that he was saying he was going to destroy the, the temple of Jerusalem and build it in three days. It was a big building because they saw everything literally, but the Lord was already prophesying about his own death and the fact that he was going to resurrect on the third day. But when the high priest told him, Tell us, are you the son of God, of the living God? Are you the Christ? The Lord said, it is as you said. And he also said, and I'm going to go to the right hand of the father, implying that, yes, he was God. And that's why he said it was a blasphemy. But the Lord Jesus Christ was God indeed. And he also said, and coming on the clouds of heaven, also because the Lord would come back and he would return. To them, this was 
punishment worthy of death, for they called him blasphemy, and they said, He has spoken blasphemy, what further need do we need of witnesses? Look, now you have heard his blasphemy. What do you think? And they said, He is deserving of death. So, always a lack of knowledge of the Lord. Today, this could happen with people who say that no, the Holy Spirit does not speak, the gift of prophecy does not exist, knowing that the Bible teaches it, and it is written in many Bible passages in the Old Testament, in the New Testament, that the Lord Jesus Christ would give us, and He would send the Holy Spirit, that the Holy Spirit would speak to us, that the Holy Spirit would guide us unto all truth. And also about the spiritual gifts and the gift of prophecy, the greatest gift. And with the gift of prophecy, the Lord would edify, would build rather, and comfort and exhort the church and all the spiritual gifts that would come, such as the prophecy in Joel, dreams, visions. And there are people today who say, no, that it's false and that's a lie and that is, does it not exist, but it's in the Bible. Why do you take away from the Bible if it's written in the Bible? Why do you do these people take away from the Bible? What right do they have to take from the Bible? What right do these people have to take away these verses from the Bible? If the Bible says so, why do they believe that they have a right to say no if it is written in the Bible? And so that is a lie. That is a falsehood because it is what is written in the Bible. And no one can take from the Bible and no one can add to it. That is the lie. And we can, we are not going to let people deceive us because if someone comes to us and tells us, no, that's not right. So you say, oh, right. Yeah, that's not right. Okay, right. And you start doubting. No, it's written. Let me show you the Bible verse. You have no right to take from the Bible. If it's written there and the Bible throughout says that God spoke and that God lives and that God manifested himself to, to human beings. Why could he not do that himself today? If it's in the Bible, do not take me out of the Bible, nor do you take Bibles, uh, passages from the Bible, nor do you add anything to it, because that is a lie. Because you would be what we call, the Bible calls a liar. So in that, we must take a stand. And for instance, about that in particular, the Bible teaches us in Proverbs 30 that you cannot take anything from the Bible nor add to it. Proverbs 30. Proverbs, who could believe that he has the right or authority to add to the Bible or take from it or saying that what the Bible is is, is a lie? Who can do that? Who? Proverbs 30, verse number 5, Bible states, and, and, it, and it also refers to the liars, and whoever takes from the Bible or adds to the word of God is a liar. So that's the name they have. And if someone insists, you say, you're a liar. That's what the Bible says. You are a liar. So don't come to me because you're not going to deceive me. And you, are, you must respect my belief. Because that is what the Bible teaches us. Verse 5. Every word of God is pure. He is a shield to those who put their trust in Him. Do not add to His words, lest He rebuke you and you be found a liar. So, we cannot add. We cannot take from it. It is what is written. It is what it is. That's why the Apostle Paul said, Do not learn more than what is written. And what is written, that it's that. that. That's what is it. This is what God gives it, gave us. Something wonderful. His word, his Bible. That is why everything we do is based on the Bible. And we do not get out from the Bible. And we teach what's in the Bible. And what is in the Bible recorded. That is what we must live. And we are living in glory to the name of the Lord. If someone comes to take that away from us. No, the Bible calls that person a liar. And also in Revelations. It teaches us. Revelation teaches us. Everything that had to do with the prophecy, uh, the end, and everything that is coming. Revelation chapter 22, verse number 18. The Bible teaches us exactly about this topic. It teaches us. I testify. If anyone adds to these things, God will bring the 
what is written on this book. So if anybody adds, there will be a punishment to it. Or verse 19, which is the other option to take away from it and saying, no, that part, the Holy Spirit does not apply. With the gift of prophecy, it doesn't apply. This was for the age of the Apostle Paul. It doesn't apply anymore. No, the Bible doesn't say that because the Bible states that the Holy Spirit will be with us forever and ever. And that is why we must become teachers of the Bible. We must really read the Bible and always make time to read the Bible because this is the way we are not going to let the devil deceive us. And so verse 19 states, if anyone takes away from the words of the book of this prophecy, if anyone takes away, which is the other option, the books from this prophecy, the book of Revelation, God will, shall take away his part from the book of life, from the holy city, from the, the, the heavenly Jerusalem, from eternal life and the things that are written in this book and all the blessings and all the wonders the Lord has. And in this vein... And pertaining to the doctrine, the book of Romans, chapter number one, the apostle Paul taught the church and he said, you are taking from God his glory. You are changing the doctrine and you are giving the glory to human beings and you are giving the glory to men. And you are portraying him through idolatry, which represents human beings. Go away from it because you are dishonoring God. Because the Lord said, do not make gods to be with me. And that is the doctrine. But in this case, they taught the contrary because they were idolater, idolaters. And this is the lie a lie that the Bible condemns because they were deviating God's teachings because the Lord always said, do not make gods to be with me. So why would God make gods? The, why make, would the human beings make gods to be with God when God said not to do anything that was a representation of him or of the things of heaven? And those were the teachings from the gospel, but they were doing the, just the opposite. And so... Verse number 21 states, Because although they knew God, they did not glorify Him as God, nor were they were thankful, but became futile in their thoughts, and their foolish hearts were darkened. Meaning, they lost all knowledge. The wicked one deceived them, and he possessed them with lies making them believe that they were wise because that's what the wicked one does. He makes people believe that they were very smart or he even gives them power to do, to, to perform false miracles and perform healings, which is what uh, sorcerers do. And they also work healings so that other people are convinced that they do have God indeed. That is what the devil lies with. And so it states, and... They changed the glory of the incorruptible, corruptible God into an image made like corruptible male, man and birds and four-footed animals and creeping things. And that's how they changed the doctrine and they changed all the teachings and everything that the Lord had taught since antiquity. That is a lot, the lies the, the Bible condemns. And also there is another kind of, of a lie, which is lies that are linked to false revelations allegedly coming from God, which the devil deceives people with, making them believe that they have, as we're going to see here in the book of Jeremiah, chapter number 23, making them believe that they have the manifestation of God that God is leading them in dreams, that is guiding them in dreams. Jeremiah 23, but turns out that these are deceitful dreams, lying dreams. In verse number 25, I, uh, Jeremiah 23, verse 25, but why does this happen? This happens because people are lying, are sinning rather. Don't you worry. If we are striving to please God, if we are 
going away from sin. And if we make a mistake, we ask the Lord for forgiveness. And then we should not be worried in our soul. That, that God, thinking that God will ever allow the devil to deceive us with deceitful dreams. So this is meant for people who are hypocrites, who pretend and back then called themselves prophets, but they, God had not, surely had not appointed them. And even the wicked one had deceived them by making them believe that they had God, but it was all a lie and it was a deceit from the, dev, from the devil. Verse 20. One states, verse Jeremiah 23. Yeah, let's read from verse one. I have not, verse 21. I have not sent these prophets yet. They ran. I have not spoken to them yet. They prophesied. And these were people who lacked sincerity in the, in the sight of God. And that's why the devil deceived them. People who are not sincere in the sight of God, the devil deceives them with lies. And they fail in their spiritual lives. Verse number 23. And, and yet, if I have that be, they would have heard my words and they would have turned people to his bad. And that's how they you make know a, a server of God because they do good deeds because they stay away from the wickedness of the devil's deeds. How do you know a person did this? A person who behaves wrong, badly, cannot say God is guiding him, that God is manifesting himself, that God is giving him dreams. No, because first they must repent and ask God for forgiveness and turn and change the way they live. Verse 23 states, Am I a God near at hand, says the Lord, and not a God afar off? Meaning, the Lord was seeing all these things, Verse 25, I have heard what the prophets have said, who prophesy lies. There it is. Lies. With prophecies as well. That there was a lying prophecy, just as there is a truthful prophecy. Because if there were no truthful prophecy, then it would not be talking about the, the uh, lying prophecy. And this prophecy that was a lie came from people who were sinning. Pro, uh, prophesy lies in my name, saying, I have dreamed, I have dreamed. Prophecies, dreams. How long will this be in the heart of the prophets who prophesy lies? Indeed, they are prophets if they're deceit of their own heart. It is talking about deceit. Again, deceit is very tied, closely tied to lies. We know lies, that's the tool that the, the, the wicked one uses to cause a con to, uh, to have an effect or have a consequence, which is to deceive human beings. And we must always ask the Lord, Lord, don't ever let the wicked one deceive me. Don't ever let me become prey to the devil to be deceived, to believe something that it is not, to have the devil come with his lies and bring people to who tell me things about the church or tell me things about the Bible or tell me things that are not right and have me confused. In this type of lies we are talking about, it also it is also applicable to the other kind of lie, which we're going to elaborate on. But this particular kind of lie is correlated to our spiritual life. It is correlated to our eternal life and our perfection. It is li linked to our desire to please God, which is why we must always pray to the Lord and say, Lord, never let the wicked one come and deceive me with false teachings, with teachings that are erroneous, wrong, let, that will make lead me astray from the path of God, from what's in the Bible, from what's written. And now we're going to see an example of false prophets that used now no longer dreams or prophecy, but they would use visions. And so we read in the book of Ezekiel, chapter number 13, Ezekiel chapter 13, we are going to read what it teaches us about what the Lord wanted all the people of Israel to learn and not be deceived by these people who were sinning, who were coming to teach when they were singing. That's just like people who say, no, I'm going to leave the church and I'm going to start a church on my own. And then the person who's already doing that, and then they say, oh, I had a dream. God gave me a dream. What do you think? Is that is that dream correct? 
That's a lie. And that is a deceit. Why? Because it is a person who wants to bring division, a person who doesn't want to stay in the unity of the church. And so a person who doesn't want to be in unity is a person who doesn't have love, a person who doesn't have humility, a person who ha doesn't have any modesty. So you see that there's rebelliousness in this heart, pride, envy, many sins. The, the fact alone of saying, I'm going to start a church of my own, because God is guiding me, then that shows you the person is already filled with sins. And that alone makes you reject everything and not believe anything this person says because this person is already sinning. And so this person has no authority. The person is already sinning. So we won't believe anything of revelations and dreams. And so it states, Ezekiel 13, verse number 6, they have envisioned futility and false divination. The Lord is always saying, False. Look at that. When he's talking about, the, he's all talking about false prophets or lying prophets. Dreams, lying dreams, deceitful or false vision. So deceit, you always try, you always see it correlated to lies, which is not saying something true to someone. But turns out that lies in the Bible refers to this topic in particular. And that is important for us to know so that we will never let anyone deceive us and the devil deceive us for he is the father of lies and so that is what the best that's the best thing he can do that he does that's what he's best at and he uses many methods to confuse you he also brings thoughts sometimes unpleasing things that you must reject and that's why people sometimes are confused and say oh i'm confused that's what the devil is deceiving them what's happening with me i'm just i feel like i'm thinking odd things or i'm just I'm looking at things that I didn't used to look, and that's the devil who was trying to deceive you. And so you say, no, I'm going to focus on the Bible. I already know the devil will always try to deceive me to, with, with lies, try to see, make me see things as if they were true, but they're not true. That's the devil's specialty for you, make you see things that look like were true, but are not true. That's a lie. And after you are dragged down by the, by the, the seed of the devil, and the lies of the devil, then there are consequences and failure for our spiritual lives, which is what we must cherish the most. And that is what we must protect the most. And as I was saying here in this book, verse 6, he said, they, they have envisioned futility and false divination, saying, thus says the Lord, but the Lord does, did not send them Yet they hope that they may that the word may be confirmed. Of, co of course not, because they were sinning, because they took these positions to themselves out of their own greed and covetousness. Verse 7, have you not seen a futile vision? And have you not spoken false divination? The Lord was already calling them the diviners, saying that they are imposers. And then it says, have I, the Lord says, you say, but I have not spoken. That's the lie. They said, the Lord said, but it turned out the Lord did not spoke. Turn, they said God. They said that God had sent them, but God did not send them. They came up with everything that they were saying, and God had not sent them. Yet, yet they would fortune tell, and without God putting words in their mouths. There, verse eight. Therefore, thus says the Lord God, because you have spoken nonsense and envisioned lies. Therefore, I am indeed against you, says the Lord God, and he continues talking about lies. You have seen lies. And if you envision futility, and this is what the Lord reproached. Now we are going to see the second kind of lies, which has to do with the lies that are among human beings. No longer related to the doctrine, no longer related to the Bible, no longer related to our spiritual beliefs. But now, as it pertains to the life of human beings, which is when people cast false judgment or uh, false report. For example, this person killed this person, lie, uh, steal, stole this person. I saw this person doing that, and that, and that it is a lie. It isn't a truth. And there are people who are so evil that they can do that. And they do that to remove the prestige of people and to ruin someone's reputation and to make that person fall into a trap and to make that person fail. And they, they, those are lies 
meant to destroy other people. So it is a big sin. And the Bible, since antiquity, since the law of Moses in Leviticus chapter number 19, taught about this topic that in the, in the people of Israel there could be no lies, no deceit. Leviticus chapter 19 verse number 11 states, You shall not steal nor deal falsely. It is sad truly when someone is deceived. I think this is the, one of the saddest things that can happen in life and one of the most frustrating things there can be also when someone steals from you the sensation of having been robbed is something it's very very it feels really bad and when in the feeling of knowing someone deceived you that someone plotted against you and they schemed against you to to using lies or they um they they brought people's hopes up, that's how they trick people to steal from them and scam them. And when the person realized he was deceived, that's a sad thing. And it is a feeling that is un that we don't we wish on no one. Something that is deplorable. That no one wants to live. To feel that someone deceived you, that you were a victim of deceit and your good faith and the trust you put in people and someone abused that trust, that's a sad, sad thing and very sorrowful. That's why Leviticus 19, because you don't say, I mean, yeah, you say, yeah, someone lied to me. Sure, but, but ultimately you say they deceived me because that's really what you have. They deceived me. I was deceived. I'm so disappointed. You also say they lie to me. That person lied to me. They lie to me, but you really say I'm so they they I feel deceived. And I have my good faith and I trusted that person. I I really believed in that person. That something profoundly disappointing. And it is something that the devil does to harm, to destroy, to bring animosity between people and to corrupt friendship and love that exists between people and it is something sad because in fact you can read this in the bible that matthew tells us that in the latter times love would grow cold when it says that love would grow cold it means that this is what was going to happen that liars that they are some who deceive people people who are good faith and though they feel disappointed and they start to lose trust but among the children of God and the people of God we must be a good testimony and we we must strive precisely so that we change and change that image and that idea that exists in people that there are no longer sincere people in this world and that everyone is out to deceive you and scam you and everyone's a liar. No, there are people who are sincere. There are people who say truth and speak the truth. And that must be in the children of God. And here, since antiquity in Leviticus 19 verse 11, he states, You shall not steal nor deal falsely nor lie to one another. Which was something that could not exist among the people of God. No, and today it's the same thing. Among the people of God, there can be no scams. There can be no deceit. There can be no lies. There can be no actions to destroy our brothers and sisters or, our, or our, everyone else, but rather be a good testimony in the sight of everyone, those who come to the church and those who don't come to church. But likewise, we should always pray to the Lord also so that He prevent, keeps us from being deceived. deceived. Lord, protect me, we should say, being deceived with the doctrine by someone who's a liar who comes to deceive me from the devil who's going to come, is going to try to deceive us and also say to the Lord, the second kind of lie, Lord, protect me because I believe in people, I trust people. And we trust people, but Lord, 
protect me, lest someone come to take advantage of me and, and deceive us or come to take advantage of us. And you teach us to discover who has bad intentions against us, lest the devil mock us. And I'm sure that God will deliver us from being scammed and being um, from any fraudulent action and every harm the wicked one will want to bring against us to make us suffer, to take advantage of our good intentions. And also, when it comes to false report, be careful with that. Or when someone says something without proof, so you should not let that get carried away by that because the wicked one uses that and he to demean people and to take the honor away from people, to take away someone's good name, just as they did with the Lord Jesus Christ. And so we must open our eyes and be not be naive and know the devil can use that and knows very well how to use it, for he is the father of lies. That's what the Bible calls him. Imagine that. And the Bible says, the devil only came to kill, rob, and destroy. Meaning kill, kill the soul, steal all our blessings, both material and physical, peace, and destroy, destroy our life. And make us, uh, you know, take away our peace in this life and also our eternal, eternal life. And it says, it calls him the father of lies. So that, him being the father of lies must really open our eyes because that is what he likes to do and be he is a liar and uses many circumstances in life also to hit our self-esteem because he works in such a way and brings people against us waging psychological warfare to make us feel less than like we can't do anything that we are insufficient that we are afraid that we're apprehensive that we are scared and coward that is a lie the devil brings and that's why when the holy spirit tells us in prophecy you should not let appearances guide you because the wicked one works with appearances Supposedly, it looks like as though everything was wrong, but that's a lie because everything is good because God is with us. Glory to God. That's the way it is. So we are not going to fall in those traps. Instead, think that is a lie from the devil. He is bringing everything upside down, but I already know everything is the complete opposite. God is with me. God is with us. We have his blessings. God hears us our prayers. We have promises. As long as I am not sinning, everything will work out. If I'm sinning, I'm in big trouble because the devil will then really have it out against me. And, the, and everything he's doing that appears terrible, it ultimately is nothing if I'm behaving well. But if I'm leading a sinful life, it's all terrible because the devil will really come and rule over us, rule over our lives. But as long as we are not sinning, there's nothing to worry about. You should really just pray and that's it. If you're afraid or scared because you're lacking trust in God and you are falling into the devil's traps and the devil's lies, which is what he likes to do because that's why he's called the father of lies because he of his own from his own resources imagine that his own resources he is a liar and lies are something that uh, those sins the ones that come it's like water in a waterfall there can be no waterfall if there's no water and so it's everything it's you know the mad and he moves that's his own that's where he moves, his environment, his natural environment, then that's what he likes to do. So you should not let the devil deceive you with his lies, with the appearances. Oh, no, my marriage is going to be over. No, that's a lie. It has a way to be successful with, with prayer. God has made me promises. No, my business is going to end. No, God has promised he's going to help me. The Lord will do something and will give me a way out. God will know what to do. We're in the hands of the Lord. That the illness, it cannot be healed. Everything can be overcome. Come, everything is possible with the Lord. We have a promise. Let us trust in the Lord. That is a lie from the devil. And everything the same thing. The devil is a liar. No, with with a son who is a drug uh, who has a drug addiction, and that is, there's no way out of it. No, that's a lie. Of course, there's a way out. Everything, all that is a lie. And so you should not fall into those things. 
to be carried away. And I would like to highlight in Ephesians chapter 4, 425, because it is something that tells us all you should speak the truth with your, your, with your brethren, brothers and sisters. You should not deceive your brothers and sisters. You should always speak the truth so that you, you can trust one another. Ephesians chapter 4, chap, verse, chapter 4, verse 25. Now, when a person, for instance, makes a mistake and someone says, Did you do something? What you should always say is, Yes, I did or no, I didn't do it. But if someone doesn't answer what is right, then that is a lie, but it is also a dishonesty. So I want to clear that up. You know, the person is dishonest because the person made a mistake, said, yes, I made that mistake. I, I made that mistake. I was imprudent. I spoke lightly. I will try to not let it happen again. I'm sorry. And that's it. What do you have to lose with that? That's even beautiful, more beautiful than, than saying, no, I didn't, or trying, trying to justify your actions. That's not what it's about. But ultimately, that is dishonesty. And it is tied to lies as well. And the problem is that if the other person starts to re realize that's not true, then the person will be disappointed. And how sad for someone to be disappointed in you because you didn't say things as, as they were. So Ephesians 4 verse number 26 states, Therefore putting away lying, let each one of you speak truth with his neighbor. Meaning putting away lying, it is as though everyone, are, every one of us is completely exposed to that because that really abounds and that is what the devil promotes. And because it is what defines him. Let each one, putting away lying, let each one of you speak truth with his neighbor. That's what we ought to do, for we are members of one another. And that, so that there may be friendship, so that there may be the credibility that truly is beautiful. Colossians 3.9 also, the Bible tells us, talks to us about lying in the New Testament as well. Colossians 3.9 tells us, how could you keep lying? That's what you used to do before you came to the path of God. But in the path of God, you shouldn't keep doing the same thing. Don't have your old man because the, the old man was the man of lies. And there is another something else that is very common in people, which is to use foul language and to use curses and swear words. So the person is always using foul language. So that is something a deed from an old man. Someone who's in the path of God cannot speak like that, like before. He can't speak the same lies as before. He must person must change. So I repeat Colossians chapter 3 verse 9 states, Do not lie to one another, since you have put off the old man with his deeds. So that's something that doesn't look good on you. Don't do that because it looks bad on you because you've already put off the old man. Don't do the same things as before. And Proverbs 17 it really catches my eye because it teaches us that someone who's a liar really goes along with people who are liars. So spirits look for one another. So whoever is a liar really get, go, gets along with someone who's a liar as well. And this is what the Bible teaches us. And so everyone, they come together and they all, they get along. And that is what the devil does. And this is written in Proverbs so that we really do that. And uh, this is why there are passages in Proverbs with the, with the liar man do not come together. And the Lord Jesus said, with the hypocrite, I'm not going to, I did, did not walk with the Lord, with the hypocrite. Same thing. If you know that there's someone with whom you have friendship and that person is a liar, it's better for you to go away. Because what if you start to learn what this person does? So, you follow that person's example. And so, you must really bear in mind these teachings for you to take measures of what, who our friends, friends should be. And if it's someone in the church, we should correct them. But if the person doesn't correct himself, we pray for him. But you take you step aside. And so, Proverbs 17, verse 4 states, An evil doer gives heed to false lips. False lips are... Spiteful tongues, tongues that are looking how to bring another person down and how to discredit another person. That is a spiteful tongue. I'm going to try to see how I can bring them down. Destructive 
A liar listens eagerly to a spiteful tongue or destructive tongue. And so a false, a spiteful tongue and then an evildoer, they come together. So that is the wicked one. The, so whenever someone says, I'm leaving the church, I'm going to start my own church. There are some who are also liars and they strive, stray from, from the truth. And so that's why they come together because they are all alike. So it's all about the same thing. And also practical life. Someone is, is, is judged and then they feel uh, whenever bad news or false news about someone comes up, it feels attractive. But you, you should stay away because it says the evildoer gives heed to false lips and a liar listens eagerly to a spiteful tongue. And lastly, we are going to read Matthew Chapter 5, Matthew chapter 5, verse number 35, advice for the church today. Matthew 5, or verse 34, Matthew 5, verse 34, 33 even because it is talking about Oaths, and the Bible says that you should not perjure or give have bad or false oath. And if you have sworn, then you are going to twist the truth and you're going to lie. So verse 33, again, you have heard that it was said to those of old, you shall not swear falsely, but shall perform your oaths to the Lord. But I say to you, do not swear at all. And the gospel of the Lord said, no, this changes. Do not swear at all, neither by heaven, for it is God's throne. I clear up. There are certain positions a person has to swear an oath, but that is a legal protocol that is established by the legal systems in the countries. We should do it. But that's an exception. Aside from that, you should never swear on anything, because in the gospel, you never swear, except that condition, that is, you're legally bound to swear to take position of a certain position, for example. But aside from that, no. Do not swear, neither for, neither by heaven, for it is God's throne, nor by the earth, for it is his footstool, nor by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king, meaning everything belongs to God. Nor shall you swear by your head, because you cannot make one hair white or black. Everything belongs to God. And we owe ourselves to God, and we must respect him, and because he sees us and hears us. But let your yes be yes, and your no, no. That's it. Yes, yes, meaning speak the truth, don't say, tell any lies. Yes, yes, no, no, that's it. And everyone knows that you're a man of your word and that you speak the truth and you don't lie. That's also a way, a beautiful way to see this teaching. In fact, when we allow to everything, the word and a business, I'm, we're going to do this business like this, we're going to travel and we're going to travel if God allows us and we do travel and they traveled. Because they made a commitment. And I'll see you at 3 p.m. And at 3 p.m. it means 3 p.m. Not 3.15. Meaning this teaching, you can even apply to that. The moral laws of being punctual. When you are impunctual, you are straying from this teaching. From this framework. Being a man of your word. And everything that you do and everything you schedule, everything you tell other people, respecting other people. May God help us so that every day we may go forward and achieve all these goals. And with this knowledge, may we also be delivered from the deceit of the wicked one and his lies. And may God always be with us. Glory to the Lord. Let us rise. We're going to pray. Blessed Lord. We give you honor, we give you thanks, we give you praise, and we love you, we worship you, we bless you, we exalt you. We honor you with all the strength of our being, for you and by you we live, you are the reason of our existence. You are our shield, our fortress, the God of high, of high, on high, the God who protects us and protects us from evil and the devil, the deceit of the wicked one with his lies. God, who has allowed us to continue on in his path. And today we beg you, Lord, that you always allow us to be faithful and remain and endure in your path and abide in your word until the end so that we may attain the crown of life. Thank you, beloved God. We worship you. 
we are faithful in the fulfillment of your word. We want to be faithful to your service and to your word. God of glory, may you bless your church worldwide. May you bless all those who are in fellowship with us, partaking every single day of these live streams. And they are always here, Lord, together. They are watching, Lord, everything that is from you, valuing, cherishing the testimonies, the teachings, the, the reflections, Lord of glory, the Bible itself, worship, the dedication to you, blessed Lord, protect us. As the Lord Jesus Christ said, to be in the world, but they, didn't, they are not of the world. Deliver them in your love and preserve them, O Lord. Preserve us from the father of lies, who is his own resource as he lies. And O God of glory, give us strength and give us happiness, joy. For we are good, we're doing well, thank to you, Lord, because we have been blessed, because we have you, because we call on you and you hear us, because you have made beautiful promises. Because you, O oh Lord, every day, every single day, deliver us from the spirits of wicked, of illnesses, witchcraft, sorcery, curses, depression, insomnia, the traps of the wicked one, dangers, perils, traps, all the work from the devil, and you preserve us and protect us and bless us, for you are with us, and we love you and worship you, and we honor you, and we feel proud of you, and we ask you that you bless our sister Maria Luisa with the best of your blessings, with your protection, and all your people. Thank you, beloved Lord. May you bless us in our material, financial life, our marital life, and give us victory. Maybe we'd be happy every day of our existence. Thank you, beloved God, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Let us sing, brothers and sisters, chorus number 94, Sanctify Me in Your Word. Glory to the name of the Lord. Blessed is our God forever and ever. A big hug to you all. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you so long.